0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to week number 16 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. I'm your host, Sterling Hammer, and my, here's my co-host, Lee Paddock. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the Halloween spooky month, everybody, so get ready for a month of horror movies for some. And it, for others. <laughs> it's the best month of the mo- year. Um, For me, yes. We bring you this podcast on October 5th, 2020. Congratulations to everyone who survived another week of 2020. (laughs) R.I.P. to the ones who haven't. Um, Unfortunately. And since it is the first week of Halloween, uh, or the uh, Halloween month, I will hand it over to Lee because it is his movie. Yes, it's very fitting
1: that uh, I get... The uh, first movie it was c- I like of that the Halloween it, season. I'm
0: glad now. it fell on th- it fell that way. Mm-hmm. We didn't plan for it that way. <laughs> nope, but uh, you know, it's you good say, to start uh, the Halloween month with an actual horror movie and not my movie. <laughs> oh yeah, well, <laughs> but we'll let, we'll tell you that then, everybody. Yes. Sorry, everybody. Nope. Oh,
2: <laughs> everyone.
0: Oh, everyone. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert for a really.
1: Old movie.
0: Yeah, you better... If you get mad, you can go kill... It. Well, don't do that, yeah. but you can go stink yourself <laughs> in a bad place. I have no idea what you just said, but I guess... Uh, <laughs> we'll, he doesn't uh, know the
1: rules of the internet yet. <laughs> we'll, uh, let's introduce the film that uh, I've chosen for this week to start off our spooky Halloween season. Uh, it's a classic film. The original, the one and only, the film that's considered the the scariest movie of all time. It's literally on the DVD or the Blu-ray cover that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, The Exorcist. Um, It is. uh, It's a film from 1973. Uh, It's the oldest film that we've discussed. Uh, to
0: date, so far, yeah.
1: Yeah, we were. I also had the uh, the other oldest film that we watched, which was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That was 1975.
0: And then I had the the third. With you
1: have uh, just one of the guys. I think it was 1985. Six,
0: 1985.
1: Yeah, 1985. Okay. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll uh, give a little a uh, short summary of what the movie is about. Um, I guess you know a lot, you know. If you're a horror movie fan, you pretty much know this movie by heart, but basically it's the story of a, a young girl uh, who is possessed by this uh, evil force, uh, a demon, um, and uh, her mother uh, desperately tries to figure out like what exactly is wrong with her, and she goes through a, an extremely methodical process of you know, consulting like doctors and psychiatrists and stuff, and trying to find the logical reason for why all this spooky shit is happening with her daughter. Yeah. Um. And then ultimately, her uh, like this uh, the the top psychiatrists and medical doctors after doing every it, test known to man yeah. up in
0: 1973,
1: they yeah, they recommend to her as a last resort. Uh, to maybe try an exorcism, which is an old ritual that even the Catholics like didn't really perform. Yeah, even the point. Catholic
0: priest was saying like it's going to be hard to convince the church to let me do this. Exactly,
1: they had to go through a bureaucratic like process to be able to authorize. Yeah, because the church doesn't want to look like, stu- like an idiot. They need real like evidence, and that is also a methodical process that we see. This it's a very interesting film, and we'll we'll get into. Um, like, the sort of mechanics of why this movie is uh, so interesting to me um, and why Sterling hates it. <laughs> um, I but really yeah, it. Um, her mother eventually hi- you know, consults a uh, Jesuit psychiatrist uh, who is having a crisis of faith. We sort of follow his story. Uh, he has a dying mother um, that he's taken care of, and, um, he's, uh, sort of this world-weary, sort of beaten-down guy. He's, um, he doesn't, re- yeah, he doesn't really know, like, what he wants to do with his life. He's poor, and, uh, he has to be pious, you know, and, uh, this, this movie, you know, of course, sort of deals with a lot of religious themes. Yeah, he definitely
0: seems like the kind of guy that became a priest cuz his mom was like you got to become a priest. Exactly. Yeah,
1: he's a, you know, Greek.
0: <laughs> he's he a got, good son.
1: Yeah, he's 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 a very good son. You know, it's very sort of old old country Take sort of Take care of, of your mom. Yeah.
0: Take care of your parents.
1: Um and uh, eventually we also follow uh, in the beginning of the film, we are introduced to the the title character who um is the uh the actual exorcist, uh, Father uh, Lancaster Marin, um, as uh, he is uh, brought in um, as a last resort to uh, fight this.
0: Yeah, demon. because all the re- even the old other o- the other old priests are like, does anyone have experience with this anymore? Exactly. They don't really have priests to do this
1: stuff anymore. You know, and you know, you could. It tell, doesn't bode well for humanity. And you could tell, like this is probably like one of the last people who performed this ritual who could still do it. That's what I'm
0: saying. This doesn't bode well for humanity.
1: Not at all. It seems yeah. like the
0: demons are going to make come in.
1: <laughs> Especially uh, how you know everything turns out in the end. Yeah, I know. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that. No so, uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll get into sort of uh, cast and crew. Uh, this film was directed by William Friedkin um who was uh, an academy award-winning director before this uh he directed a movie called The French Connection which is a classic movie with Never uh remember. well it's a movie with uh, Gene Hackman uh I've seen it it's a, it's a good movie it's a little bit of a slow burn it's you know an action movie of <laughs> the early 1970s ah. it has one really amazing car chase scene uh, but other than that, it's really just kind of like a basic sort of cop procedural movie. It sort of establishes a lot of like the probably a lot of the cop
0: action movie cliches that we mm. we know today, which that's what makes it good is the fact that like everything based itself off. You know. of it.
1: Yeah, it's sort of based on a true story. And that's a really good movie. I might show that movie to you one day. Gene Hackman is awesome in it. He's the star of it. Mm. You might like that. You know, who Gene Hackman is right. It sounds recognizable, but I can't put the name to the face right now. Birdcage. He's the guy who's running for. December. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
1: There you go. That's <laughs> funny. Um, he's a great actor. Yeah, we'll see him in some movies that I'll show you. Um, but yeah, baby wi- murdering
0: movies. No. <laughs> um,
1: you might actually like some of the movies.
0: Some of the baby murdering movies. All right whatever
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about William Friedkin a little bit more in the uh in the rest of the podcast, but uh let's just say he's a a bit of an eccentric um and he uh he had a way of uh, sort of making this movie where uh some people kind of disagreed. <laughs> With his methodology. The treatment um,
0: of the actresses?
1: A little bit. And actors. Um, but, and some of the crew. <laughs> um, but we'll get into that a little later. <laughs> and uh, I'll now just go through uh, some of the, the cast. Uh, this film stars uh, Ellen Burstyn as Chris McNeil, the mother of the... the Girl who is possessed by this horrible demon, uh, and we sort of see her uh, her struggle to uh, just help her daughter. I mean, yeah,
0: because her life is going so good. Yeah, she's exactly. got this beautiful daughter. She's a successful actress. actress. She's in this beautiful home. Kind of like falling this- for this director guy almost.
1: Yes, yeah, weird drunk British man.
0: And then just everything goes to shit. Yeah, so bad. Like so bad you can't even expect it to be this bad. Yeah, it's as a single mother, it's a
1: living nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I think I think Ellen Burston is absolutely fantastic in this movie. Yeah, even um, though she
0: disappears in the second half.
1: Well, once the ac- actual exorcism starts, yeah, that is kind of a criticism. That's I think legitimate. That she sort of does take a. I just backseat. like to
0: see her reaction to when everything's like exploding yeah. and shaking and. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, and you know, she gets one scene when, uh, Father Karras is sent out, um, yeah. but we are, but we do spend most of the movie with her. Yes.
2: Yes. And, I'm not saying she's not developed
1: and she's absolutely just, she is really good in the movie. And then we have, uh, Linda Blair who plays the young girl. Uh, who's possessed? Reagan McNeil.
0: I thought she was really good. Even I know it wasn't her voice and stuff, but just no, she's the things that she has to do. She's fantastic, and even I feel like the, that's why she never does anything after this, is because she used up all her acting in this one movie. <laughs>
1: Poor Linda Blair. We'll we'll talk a little bit about her. You kind of have, I think, there's some misconceptions a little bit about her, about the treatment of her uh, in this movie. But there were also some things that were a little, you know, shaky. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, she's, yeah, she's absolutely wonderful. And I think she's really great in the scenes before she's possessed. That inno- She's so innocent. Yeah. Um, and You're that's, just like, why does this happen? And that's what makes it so upsetting when this horrible, this force, this force of evil sort of inhabits her. Um, it's, yeah, it's sad. It's meant to be sort of sad, and you're supposed to be like, we, we, she needs help. You're almost, you're in the same position as her mother. Like, what do you do?
0: Yeah, like, you call a priest.
1: You call a but priest. But you only know
0: that because of this movie.
1: Exactly. That's, that sort of, yeah, this movie uh, sort of brought that stuff into the forefront. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, and
0: then, <laughs> I know. It's gonna be the first shirt we make. We're gonna talk I, about that later. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> We're gonna talk a little about that later. You know, I don't want to
1: just blow all my, uh, you know, because I got pages and pages of notes and trivia.
0: I know, but you keep saying it, it's like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. I just want to like talk.
1: What so to talk about? I'm later. just kind of going through the cast right now and just talking a little <laughs> bit about their performances. I know. Uh, I'm just funny. I think just summarizing cool. it a little bit. That's what it's I do.
0: Definitely gonna be the first shirt.
1: <laughs> That'd be awesome <laughs> if we get to that point. Um, then we got a uh, Jason Miller, who plays uh, Father Karras, who's the Jesuit psychiatrist, mm. who's experiencing a crisis of faith. You know, he's taking care of a dying mother. You know, he doesn't really. You know, he's just he just seems just so beaten down. There's a point. Yeah, life has broken him. <laughs> there's a point in this movie. Like, after he meets. Yeah, it's one of Lee's favorite uh, scenes. When he. After he meets Reagan for the first time, or is, I think, the second time. It's the second time. Like, the second time, he sits on the couch and he just has this look on his His face. His collar's
0: uncuffed. And he's just like. He's just like, what have I. Because his life was so broken up to this. And then, like, he's, like, thinking about leaving the church and moving on with his life. And then he finds out, oh, it's all real. And it's just like, it's like almost. What the fuck are you supposed to do? Yeah, it's just
1: like this demon just trains people mad. They don't train you for this in exactly. fucking
0: uh, whatever preschool is.
1: Yeah, he probably went to, he said he went to Harvard.
0: Yeah, but like to become a priest, you have to go to a separate probably school. Probably went to like Georgetown. Well, no, I mean, there's, you have he, to go wait, to. Wait, pr- he was staying in the uh, the dorms. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, when you go, when you become a priest, you have to go to priest school. Right. I don't know yeah. what that's called right now off the top of my head, but there is a thing where you yeah, have to go for a while more and become of a Catholic priest. Catholic expert than I am. Yeah, I went to Catholic school for middle for three years. So yeah. religious I'm studies. We didn't really like hit home for you in that sense. Well, that that's what I. But it kind of did in the fact that I can explain a lot of the things. That oh, you're yeah. like, Why is that happening? <laughs> it's like oh well because. It's yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like you went like, oh, why is like like the big answer is like how good God let this happen and stuff. It's like, well, God's fight the God's way of fighting against it. And I'm not a Catholic, everyone, but like if I'm going arguing from the Catholic point, it's like, oh, well, God is doing something. That's why he has those two priests there. that's warriors. him doing something. God can't just come down on Earth himself, and yeah. he's too powerful, and he just can't yeah. meddle. in Humanity has free will. And that's what demons can exploit, and the devil can exploit. That's yeah. why he has to have priests yeah. and the church to fight against that stuff. Yeah, and I guess that's what makes you know.
1: I guess that makes uh, Karis' character a little bit more interesting. He's almost like this wounded I, I That's in a what way. I was like
0: upset. Like I was like upset that the the, the he dies because it's it like is- oh he was learn. I thought he was learning from the priest. Like oh he'll be the priest. It carries yeah. it on. Well now humanity has no more defenses. What the hell? I'm sure the Vatican's got some backups, but
1: <laughs> oh well. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the Exorcist franchise as a whole for uh, in a little bit. Yes, because um, this
0: was actually not my first Exorcist movie.
1: No, you didn't. You don't really know much about this movie, and we'll get into uh, what uh, how you've sort of uh, how you've sort of built up to this moment in a way. Yeah, my you know, pass on this movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jason Miller, I think, is really great. He wasn't really... uh, This was his first movie, I think. Uh, Yeah, actually, it was. He was mostly known as a playwright. He was an award-winning playwright um, and director, and I think a theater actor as well.
0: Okay, so so Um, still had... Yeah, that
1: was, like, his thing. He was, like, in the theater world, and... um, You gotta see that in this movie. And uh, he had, you know... Heard about, he had read, he'd gotten hold of the script somehow, because I think he had met William Friedkin uh, during one of his shows or something. Maybe during the show he won the award for. I forget the name of it. Um, And uh, yeah, he was like, I need to play this character. Um, And he was like really insistent. And they had already cast uh, another actor uh, in the part already. Oh, that sucks for that guy. (laughs) And uh, well, they paid him off. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, one of those sort of, another one of sort of inspiring stories for me. It's like, if you're insistent enough and you have the talent to back it up. Yeah, yeah, you gotta fit the role. this f- he called, up, he called William Friedkin up, the director, um, and he was like, you know, I, you know, I'll do anything for this part. And he's like, okay, well, if you fly yourself out here to LA, uh, cause I think he was in New York or something. Um, you fly yourself out to LA, you know, on your own dime, you come out here, we'll do a screen test with you and we'll see, you know, where we'll go from there. And, uh, William Friedkin was impressed. He said the camera loved him. Um, and
0: yeah, that's yeah, the- this is what like most like actors, musicians, comedians say, like you have to go into debt to start the craft. You have to be willing to go into debt. At least you don't have to, but you have to be willing yeah, they'll be willing yeah, to yeah, sacrifice yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to realize that. <laughs> yeah, especially during these times.
1: Um, definitely. Uh, but that's a conversation for a different podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, move on. I guess uh, we'll wrap up sort of the main cast um, with uh, the great Max von Sydow who recently passed away this year. You're going to um, pass
0: away soon after that movie? You look a thousand.
1: Here's the... I didn't want to tell you uh, during the movie um, because I didn't want to spoil it for the podcast. I, w- I want to see if you'll be surprised by this. He was only 40 years old when he made this, or he was in his 40s. And that was that was makeup.
0: His old age makeup? Mm. It was makeup. The hair did look fake, so I was wondering. Hmm. Okay, but yeah, I didn't think he was like actually like eighty, but I'm right. surprised that he's forty. Yeah, I thought it would be it like in extens- his fifties to sixties.
1: It was very you know sort of extensive makeup. It looks great, and that's sort of what that's what he looked like sort of later in his life. You probably recognize him if you've seen if you've seen him. In what other things movies. has he done? He was in Star Wars the For- the Force Awakens. As what he had a very brief. Seen in the beginning. He's oh, the old man.
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. Of that weird, like, little village. Mm hmm.
1: The guy okay. who gets killed. What <laughs> else? Um, let's see. What else would you have seen him in? My, have you ever seen the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise? I mean, I know it, but I never saw it. Okay. Well,
0: Future Podcast. I know. That's the second it's shirt. It's not really
1: a movie I love, but it could be an interesting movie to talk about. Um,
0: okay, everybody.
1: Um, God, what else would you have known him from?
0: Well, I know him then.
1: Yeah, he's, a, he's been a... God, he's had such a huge, long-lasting career. Uh, he's a great actor. Um, and I think, you know, he has sort of a... he's He has a very interesting scene in the beginning. I love the opening scene in this movie where it takes yeah, place. Yeah, it's surprising. It's very... Like, when I first watched this movie, I was like, what is this? It's in uh, the this is not of the a, This is not what I expected. By yeah, the way, you everyone, always see
0: like anything from it. It's always like in a city
1: or. By the way, everyone, America. I forgot to mention in the be in the intro to this movie, we watched the extended version of this film, which <laughs> was released in uh, the year two thousand. So. Boo. Uh, this is yeah. Should watch the normal version.
0: It. Wasn't worth it.
1: <laughs> Actually, we'll talk about like the interesting thing about the extended version.
0: Less whore, more happy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um but yeah. Uh my Max Sydow was great. Yeah, it's a great scene in the beginning. I love the opening that takes place in northern Iraq. He just has this really just you know, eerie sense of dread through the whole thing. Yeah, I thought
0: thing. he was gonna be the one that brings like the demon back or something.
1: Right. Yeah. You think you know he's the the title character basically. But no, it focuses on the, uh, you know, the struggle of this mother and her daughter, which I think is a more, honestly, a more interesting story, a more emotional story. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It makes it more. fucked you up. You care more. Yeah, it's more fucked it's up. It's very fucked up. This movie has a lot of really fucked up scenes in it. Even to this, to this day, I think in that sense it still. Yes, sort of holds yes, up. it still
0: holds up. In that sense, um, the the masturbating with the cross, the stabbing the vagina uh, with the cross. Oh, yeah. That was pretty fucked up.
1: And, you know, just the fact that well, this girl is just being tortured, this whole movie, essentially. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, and he's he's in that very, you know, he's in that great opening scene, and then he's not in it for a while. And you're like, well, what was all that? <laughs> um, and then, finally, when they authorize the exorc- exorcism, they call him. Yeah, and he's walking around. It's this great shot. He's walking around in the woods, and like the trees look like they're dead. Um, It's like this. He like this evil that he's fought over the years. You could tell he's like fought. It's taking a toll on his body. Um, it's taking a toll on his body. It sort of just surrounds him constantly. Yeah, he just looks. You know, again, just like beaten down. He's this again, and people can warrior. sense it, and everybody, yeah, exactly, and he's like, he's taking like barbiturates he's really he's got like arthritis, he's really like shaky, yeah, um he's he looks like he's on the verge of death, yes, um, and and then there's that great shot when he you know he comes out of the taxi, yeah,
0: you he's love like, the shot,
1: it's the poster, yeah, you know on the cover you know, it's, of an the iconic, DVD it's an iconic shot of uh, you know him standing in front of the house and the light coming from the girls bedroom it is a
0: cool-looking shot
1: it's uh, yeah it's so beautiful and that's the kind of horror that I like and I'll know and now I'll just kind of get into why I chose this movie a little bit one because you know I felt like it's just, it's just a great movie to watch around Halloween Yes, um, you know it's considered the scariest movie of all time, and I really wanted to see. And It
0: definitely is for a certain generation, boomers. It was a phenomenon when it came out, and even Gen X. Yeah,
1: I you know I was afraid to watch this movie when I was a little kid. If I had watched saw... this when I was
0: a kid, it would have freaked the fuck out of me. Oh yeah, but watching it now as an adult, it's yeah. I guess just I'm more modern horror movies by it. are so much scarier. Yeah, I'm more. Mm, I don't know about that. This movie's not scary, like at all. <laughs> There's nothing scary about this movie. There's some things. The demon's that really... funny. <sighs> uh, it's fucked up, but that's not scary. Okay. There's some like
1: subtle things that really creep me out about this movie.
0: There's creepy things, yes, but well, I mean like. From, like, something... you Modern movie, from the get-go, you're just horrified the entire time. I think modern movie horror movies are better at doing that. They just do different things, like jump scares, and things look more realistic, so they're going to do more fucked-up things. Well, I, I think... And I, I get they probably took a lot from this movie.
1: Definitely. This movie but is a I'm huge just influence. saying
0: from someone... I I don't like horror. horror. I get scared very easy. and there were parts of this movie where okay, I was scared. I understand that. I was yeah. a little sc- I was scared more before we be- before she became a demon.
1: When the demon was like around the house a bit. Oh. The, yeah, the sense of dread, the suspense.
0: Yes, but once the demon was inside of her it was just more funny or more fucked up.
1: Cuz every time the demon funny. talked it was just do- funny.
0: I do think that yes, um, it's not very scary. It just—I felt like it just didn't become. Sc- it was just not scary. I, after yeah, that point. I also don't think
1: that this is the scariest horror movie of all time. Nor is this my favorite. I think it's very scary at all. I, I think it's a really creepy movie, and I just love the it's sc- creepy. Yes, I really love the filmmaking, and I love the yes. the drama. Honestly, more than the the horror. Yeah, the fam- the, the drama of this woman. Uh, you know having to deal with this horrible situation and this girl this horrible this girl uh this innocent girl being destroyed by this demon lee loves it in a way, you know as you know a
0: movie goer as someone who loves good drama this horrible horrible pain on innocence <laughs> that's a good movie for lee everybody
2: I'm over uh, here, just the terrible person, like bubblegum. bubble
0: gum, but, yeah. but he's like, I just love it when like a mother's crying about her daughter being ripped apart by a demon, and and then you get to see the daughter being ripped apart by said demon. <laughs> I am entertained, eating my popcorn and drinking a slushie. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I wow. just don't get the entertainment of horror movies. Um, like campy I s- ones, I kind of get. It's sort
1: of to get, but like, an, adrenal- an adrenaline
0: rush. I, but there's, like, it's watch an action movie. Watch a thriller. Watch. It's also to
1: sort of, Go you know, laugh. It's sort of, you know, to experience that sort of feeling of, almost sort of like that feeling, of, oh, you know, we, we might not make it out I of this. I hate it. I hate it. Some people it to like To the that. core.
0: That's why I'm glad this movie wasn't scary. <laughs> My mom warned me, you're going to get nightmares No, oh, no. the next movie I picked. Oh it's a little scary. Oh, there's oh oh a baby everybody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little baby behind us.
1: Um So yeah, I mean I yeah, I also don't think that this is like the scariest movie of all time. And I do find I just like I like movies that are really sort of creepy and have subtle things like in the beginning where um you know the demons sort of like rumma- rummaging around in the attic. Yeah. Um and uh, you know the opening scene with the statue, um, and that great shot of uh, you know the priest on one side and the statue on the other side. It almost looks like a like a western, in a way. Mm-hmm. You remember that, yeah? Like they're about to duel or something. Yeah, they are going to duel later in the film.
0: Yeah, it might be it might be the statue of Lucifer or something. I don't know. It's a
1: it's an ancient. It is actually based on a real, in quotation marks, <laughs> demon. I'm probably gonna get into a horrible car accident. Well, a lot of demons are probably angels. Um, Fallen angels. But the, <laughs> you wanna know what the demon's name is? Maybe not. It's what? Called Pazuzu. Bazu-bazu. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Uh, oh, Pazuzu. This is revealed in Exorcist 2.
0: They shouldn't have revealed that. They shouldn't have. Yes, it's horrible. Lee's, as you guys can tell, Lee's favorite Exorcist is Exorcist Two. Oh yes, of course. Uh. Turns fool Jason Satham <laughs> for it. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk about, about that in a little bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and I just, uh, I don't know. I, I just really wanted to show show you this movie. I wanted to see what your reaction. I'm really
0: surprised, it. honestly, that this was your first one. When you said it, I was like, really.
2: Well, you I know, get it in the perspective it's a of like horror movie.
0: It is, but I thought you wanted you were gonna really want to just like ruin my day. Not yet. We're a horrible, terrible person. Later,
1: later uh, horror movies I show you, and we're not always gonna. Sh- I'm not always gonna show you horror movies around Halloween. I'm of gonna course surpri- not. There's too many. I'm
0: gonna surprise you. Well, I have a week, week so right? I don't know how many sur- how surprising it will be. But,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, a week the wiki wiki it. No, I'm just
1: kidding. But uh you know what do you um let's kind of get into your thoughts a little bit. I mean you've already kind of said it a little bit. You don't like this movie. Well,
0: I'm not going to ever give a positive rating to a horror movie. It's just not going to happen. I don't like it. I don't like it. Be- it's not entertainment for me to be scared. Uh I'm not saying I don't like to be scared, but I like scary the scary scared I like to get is I'm the kind of guy that watches like ghost stories on, like, television where, like, they do the reenactments and stuff like that. Yeah, I kind of like, like that st- stuff, too. St- stuff like that. And, like, even that stuff, that stuff will freak me out, and I have to hold my dog. I, like, like I don't demons. like horror. Like, I don't want to sit for two and a half hours and watch someone go through some horrible shit. I don't like watching characters go through horrible, painful shit. Like, I'm like, oh, it's just... I don't like that. I mean, I, I read the news. Like, I don't need to <laughs> actually, like, see it happening. Like, well, I mean, this is, like, a fantasy movie. I know, though. but even, like, in any form, like, you'll like the more realistic drama where, like, you actually see the Syrian family going through the horror... I don't want to watch that. That's horrible, terrible. No. Okay, sadness. Like, I just... Uh, you guys all make fun of me. Like, you don't want to avoid sadness. It's like, no, it's because I read the news. Like, I, I get enough I do, sad. too. I get that. Different human over here. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want to put in more. Like I'm not gonna take in all that and then be like, oh, now to download watching a monster rip a family apart for fucking two and a half hours, right? Or right. something. I want to, but so yeah, that's that's why I can't give a movie a positive rating. Now I can be a logical human and say, yes, the acting in this movie was great, the cinematography in this movie was great. Oh, there yeah. were some really good, like this was a good horror movie, in the fact that it creeped me out most of the time. But yes, it was a little jokey. It's a little campy. No, it is. I think I'm yeah. gonna feel like that any for like most of a whole. I bet you could show me Jason now, and I'd still be like, meh.
1: like Friday it's the not." 13th. Yeah, yeah,
0: Friday that's the Thirteenth. Not scary and, at all. Or uh, even uh, Michael. just the fr- old, super old. Well, maybe not that one. That one's a little more creepy. But some of the more old horror movies, because they're gonna look kind of like fake to me. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. It's gonna not. Is like scary. Okay. That's what scares me the most. Is like the realisticness of it. Um,
1: I'll show you. Yeah, you know. Well, well, I like some modern horror movies. It's I'm, not sure, like yes, I'm, I'm sure yes. I'm sure. I be horrified. am. I, as you can tell, probably though. I'm a huge fan of the fan. classic horror. Oh yeah, movies.
2: yeah. I mean, you're a
0: classic movie 70s, fan in any genre. 70s, 80s. I yes. feel like you could say that about any genre, and that yeah. applies. Yeah. I don't. I, disgusting, but whatever. Um, so my past in this movie, though, is my yeah, entire childhood. My mom telling me how horrible it is, how terrifying, how evil it is, mm-hmm. because she wa- she snuck out when she was 13 years old and wasn't <clears> supposed <throat> to watch this movie. And she watched this movie when it first came out. She was one of those first audiences. She was one of those first people, and it fucking terrified. And she slept. She had to sleep by her. She had to sleep in her parents' bed for a year. <laughs> they were <laughs> furious over it. Because they told her not to go see it, um, <laughs> they. Uh, so she, my whole, so I kind of had this like feeling. Even after I turned eight, like literally growing up, if it was on TV, she would start screaming, so I couldn't watch it. <laughs> she was never gonna buy it for me or rent it for me when we did movie <laughs> when movie theater uh, rentals still existed, right? And like if I, I never had the like I never wanted to go through the fight of like me maybe buying it with some of my personal money. To buy The Exorcist because I've never liked horror movies, uh-huh. because my mom doesn't like horror movies, so I was never exposed to horror movies. Mm. Um, uh, parents, so even parents. after I turned eighteen, I kind of had this feeling of like I just shouldn't watch that movie. And I, like, mm. I when we started this podcast, I knew I was gonna eventually watch it because I knew you were gonna eventually show it to me. Of course. But yeah, you're, you're, your, your, your dad—they're
1: not. My parents aren't into horror movies. No, either. but like.
0: They didn't monitor what you watched, and you well, always, you had access though, my
1: to dad, HBO way before I. Did my dad showed me movie movies channels. like my dad showed me movies like Jaws. He would show you things and, he grew up with, and like King Kong and the Godzilla movies, and you know, like the even like the old like Universal horror movies like Frankenstein and all that stuff. You know, so I yeah, that's that's why I probably have an affinity for. Like I the yeah, my mom stuff. never
0: tried to imprint her movies onto me because from the youngest age, I never liked her movies. And I always, like when we went to the rental theater, like rental store, yeah. I always got my own thing. And yeah, I'd watch her movie. And when I was a kid, I hated, it. But then like growing up and I would see the movies cause she'd always get like the same movies over and over. I eventually started liking them. It's mm-hmm. how I always worked with her things. Like I hated golden girls when I first saw it. Cause you're a kid and you're like fucking golden girls. <laughs> and then you watch it like for fucking, Three years straight, and yeah. by three, third year you're like, ha, 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 "Rose, Rose, it's <laughs> um, Betty White, right?" Yes, um, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with her, her movie, uh, some of her movies. But um, so yeah, she, yeah, my mom never like exposed me to movies. Like every movie I saw, she went to go see because she was like, "Oh, my a kid wants to go see this." Like I saw Jurassic Park because she's like, "Oh, that's a movie a young boy will want to go see." I saw yeah. the Pokemon movies. I saw the Rugrat movies. I saw blah, blah 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 blah. Well, I mean, so there was no horror. We were all and I my mean, mom was like, kids a, were already into. Pokemon. Yes, and my mom <laughs> was like, uh, like was never going to show a, a little kid horror movie.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Like, and I was never allowed to watch rated R movies when I was a little little kid. Or like, you were exposed way sooner than I was to like, like I said, you were unsupervised in that. Th- And you had access to, like, movie channels way before I did. Oh, yeah. And internet. I don't know about internet, but, like, movie channels, definitely. Mm hmm Like, you had HBO Satellite. I didn't have... We didn't get the fucking, like, on-demand, like, bigger packages until, like, the beginning of high school, and we never had the movie channels. We had the movie channels for, like, one year. And then she was like, that's (laughs) too expensive. Never doing that again. And then by then, the internet killed all that stuff. But... Pretty much. But like you saw so much more than I was. Like I, I was exposed to only what was on basic cable. So even if I saw something kind of horror, it would be censored. <laughs>
2: like, yeah.
0: I remember watching uh, a little just random tid thing. Remember when uh, uh, on uh, Comedy Central after like midnight they'd show like something uncensored? Yeah. They'd show an uncensored movie or an uncensored comedy special. Yeah, I remember and that. And it was like, and it was always crazy. Like they would show like the nudity, or they'd show like there'd be full Everything cursing, would be uncensored, fucking uncensored, shit. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? How do they get away with that? It's a little random thing, but I really want to know how they got uh, away yeah, with that don't, shit. I wonder don't if they do it anymore. It's so weird. I don't weird. think so. It was like right before the it was like they're kind of like counteracting like the internet, Central After
1: Dark or some yeah thing. like uncensored. Wow. It was like
0: after one a.m. You knew it was coming on.
1: <laughs>
0: but um, on like Saturdays, it was like one day a week.
1: But yeah, you're um.
0: Your mom's reaction
1: sort of goes yeah. hand in hand with how this 15 movie. 15 minutes
0: into this movie, my mom called me and, like, just to tell me, like, she was leaving with the dog and let, uh, her dog to go oh. somewhere. <laughs> that was funny. And I just wanted to tell, let her know because I hadn't let her know yet that I was going to watch this movie. And she was like, Oh, no, don't watch this. It's terrible. The demons. And just like, yeah. she's like, You're going to get nightmares and you don't need to put that bad juju on you. <laughs> it's like, Bad, nonsense. bad juju. Bad, um, just nonsense. The uh, uh, yeah. White lady Karen shit, like, <laughs> and, um, yeah, because she just yeah, she has some strong feelings about this movie.
1: Well, a lot of people had strong. The audiences had some pretty strong feelings about this. movie. Oh, I'm movie. sure
0: it was probably some real fucked up shit.
1: Yeah, people were vomiting in the the lobby, and I bet if
0: you weren't exposed to some horrible things that modern men have seen, like, like yeah. I. I th- The throwing up—it's like it's not as gross when I know it's pea soup, right? Yeah, and it's not as gross when I've seen way grosser things, real and in movie form. (laughs) Do you want to know a funny story about that
1: scene though? Do what? The famous scene where uh, you know Reagan, you know, throws up the green vomit, which is just pea pea soup, yeah, uh, in his face. When uh, they were doing that scene the guy who was in charge of like the special effects uh test you know check the temperature of the the uh soup he was like oh it's a little too cold let's uh, put it in the microwave for a little bit and warm it up and then when he took it out of the microwave um the director william friedman was like all right let's do this and <laughs> yeah, it cooled down <laughs> and, at all and he was like oh shit, <laughs> and they were like well, and they're like we can't we can't stop, they've already started rolling the cameras and shit, and everyone's ready, so when they uh and by the way, it was also supposed to the vomit wasn't supposed to go in his face it was supposed to just go onto his sweater, so when it goes into his face, he gets Jason Miller had basically just had scalding hot soup thrown in his face. And when you see his reaction, uh, when he's like when he like puts his fa- like hand on his face and he fucking just like, Ugh, he, just, he looks pissed off, that's a real like reaction of him being angry that he had hot pea soup thrown in his face. What about
0: the little girl? Does she like how did the pea soup get shot out at him?
1: Oh, well, that actually wasn't the, uh, the actual actress, the little girl. Oh. They actually had an older actress who sort of had the same frame as uh the 12-year-old girl to do some of the more extreme stuff. Okay, um, you have to. Yeah, the the whole thing with the crucifix masturbation stabbing okay, good. was
0: done with the older actress. What about the when she was showing her vagina off to the doctors?
1: That I think was the older actress. The oh God, slapping was also the older the older actress. Okay. Because they wanted it to be more believable that
0: Before that older actress got no credit.
1: Yeah, she did not get credited. In like fact, the the lady who was the voice of the demon made a big stink about not getting credit I um, after like the first like initial like premiere, I this think. This movie
0: made bungo bugs. They probably didn't get paid the shit. Um but
1: uh when they released it when they got it ready for like actual release to the public uh, they added her name in. Her okay, name is Mercedes good. McCambridge. That's good. Um, and there's sort of an interesting story behind her. I guess we'll sort of get into some of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. I really want to talk about some of this because it's really crazy—the making of this movie. Yeah. Um, Ms. Mercedes McCambridge was an old sort of like actress from like the 1940s and 50s. And who had like disappeared at this point in the early 1970s, which happened to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And she was. She they was got too old. She was an alcoholic at the uh. time, or actually recovering alcoholic, and um, and a chain smoker. You can tell everyone from that is. voice. Everybody in this movie is a chain smoker.
0: Everyone in the 70s yeah, were. Everyone in the 70s, yeah.
1: That's just that's kind of one of the dated aspects of this movie in a way.
0: Yeah, we don't smoke cigarettes anymore. We vape.
1: Yeah, modern future, twenty twenty. It's still not healthy. Um, uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, she uh, she was in a really bad spot in her life, and initially they were just gonna, they were gonna try and just alter, Linda Blair's voice, um, and try to make her sound like devilish and evil. It's um, hard to do to a little girl's voice. Um, and uh, the fucking like the sound effect. The sound designers and all that, uh, and editors, you know, worked tirelessly to try to make it work. They said they spent like over 150 hours of trying to like do different things with her voice, and then William Friedkin listened to some of it. He was like, "Not, nah, no good. Try something different." Sounds like shit. Sounds and like a little girl going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would have sounded terrible. Probably. Unfortunately, uh, you know, not to just... Dis- Barrage, Linda Blair, obviously. But she's a little girl. Um, even she would say that, you know, Mercedes McCambridge is, you know... Who's the better choice? ...makes that demon so Spooky. iconic. Because yeah. her voice sound. It's almost like... It's like an androgynous voice in a way. It sounds both male and female. Yeah, it does. Um, and the way that Sounds they, like a demon
0: talking through a little girl. Exactly, it's
1: horrific. Um... The way they got it to sound that way was that she smoked probably like, I think, eight packs a day, um, something like that, and a crazy amount of cigarettes. Um, she, Disgusting. She relapsed into alcoholism. Drank probably forced. Sort of. Of Suggested, maybe, by Billy Pushed freaking. Pushed a little bit. William Friedkin, yeah. Let's say let's ruin that voice a little bit more. Um, we let's see what we can, you know. Let's get those weird sounds and, um, <laughs> and yeah, she was like drinking extensively, like just bourbon.
0: Yeah, probably also like the fact that like now you can drink on the dollar of like the studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically,
1: um, that's the God the seventies. You can never make a movie the way that they made this movie. no, uh, there's today. too many the
0: actors have too many rights now, exactly boo um, <laughs> not true to your art forms anymore and
1: uh like I don't know like apparently like i don't I don't know if I believe that he actually did this, because he's William Friedkin, he's kind of a weirdo maniac <laughs> mm. um, he said that he strapped her to a chair um and like poured like like alcohol down her throat or something um basically kind of like tort like sort of torturing her a little bit but she was like she was into it you know because like this is her she first like major role in a while and she was drunk That's horrific. Uh, uh yeah it's just yeah it's her story is really kind of sad
0: paid a thousand dollars no, she got she got paid
1: pretty well, but yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck, uh, she uh, yeah, it's she had a really fucking like horrible sort of, pa- not past, but uh, not. <sighs> oh man, because there's, there's something really like horrible that happened like later in her <laughs> life. What? Um, her son. And this is sort of what leads me into my next sort of point about this movie. They that say this movie is cursed. They say that this movie is cursed. Her son fucking, like, went insane and murdered his family and killed himself and wrote, like, a suicide note. And that was something that wasn't found out until after she died. Uh, and she did, yeah, um, he... Did this before she had passed away. So she outlived him and her grandchildren, grandchildren, uh, daughter in law. And it's just like, yeah. I'm sorry to sort of like bring this podcast down, but there's just a lot of really. It's not
0: really like a happy movie to talk about.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of really weird things that have, uh, that were sort of surrounded Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the
0: lore that follows this movie. You have to talk about it.
1: Um, a lot of people die a lot of people uh died uh during the making of this movie. Uh, a lot of like seemingly healthy people just
0: dropped dead apparently. in the seventies, smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey, and yeah, lots of cocaine. I mean, I think a lot of people do a lot of like, cocaine, have a heart attack and die. <laughs> even
1: um the like the technical advisor who was the priest, who was uh, the writer of this film's uh like teacher. Um, when he was in, like high school or college, um, his name was Tom Birmingham. Um, even he was like, you know, this is all just like coincidence. They asked him to bless the set because things were getting so crazy. <laughs> uh, because eventually, like w- the set burned down. One of the sets burned down. Like when they were scheduled to shoot, William Friedman gets a call at like three in the morning. Um, out of a dead sleep, and they're like, yeah, hey, you know, what's, what's going on? Are they firing me? <laughs> <laughs> they go
0: over a budget?
1: And then uh, they're like, no, the the set burned down. And they're like, wait, what? And they, to this day, have not figured out what the cause of this fire was.
0: It's Lubuzubu. You know. It so, was the demon Lubuzubu. You know,
1: <laughs> Pazuzu.
0: Pabuzubu.
1: Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's, this movie has some crazy shit associated with it, and, uh, let's see, uh, Max von Sydow's brother died, uh, Linda Blair's grandfather died.
0: Grandfather. Uh,
1: Jason Miller's son, um, who is the, who is the actor Jason Patrick, um, who you've probably seen in certain things, but you probably don't can't associate the face with the name right no um i don't want to get into that right now but he's uh, you know he's he was kind of a popular actor in the 90s oh you ever see speed what two? happens
0: to him though you didn't tell me what happens to him
1: i will you ever seen speed 2 though no he's the star of that movie he's repla- oh. he replaces uh keanu, keanu
0: yeah that's why i don't watch it
1: <laughs> but anyways yeah uh Jason Miller w- and his family were like on the beach uh, during the making of this movie. You know, they had sort of like a oh long yeah. break.
0: They're in California. No, they were in Georgetown. Oh, booty. They
1: were in Washington. So booty. <laughs> um, uh, they were just sitting on the beach. There was a guy on a motorcycle who was like doing like wheelie tricks and shit. <laughs> and um,
0: seventy shit.
1: When uh, he was like riding around. You know, no one was really paying attention, and Jason Patrick got hit by a motorcycle, and uh, he had he had almost died. Um, and so yeah, it was like one of those other. It was another incident where it was like, "Holy shit!" Like this movie's cursed. (laughs) What's going on? And uh, even there was a point during the making of this movie where uh, Jason Miller was hanging out in, like, the Jesuits' lounge, I guess, in Georgetown. Yeah, in the Georgetown University. Um, and a priest came up to him, and he said, you know, have you ever heard of the concept of intervention? Um, do you know what that is, really?
0: you know what intervention is? Like an intervention for someone on drugs?
1: No, it's different. Like, religious intervention. Like, the, you know, there's this old theory, I guess, in the Middle Ages um that if you do any sort of like drama depicting the devil and reveal him as the trickster that he is he's going to seek retribution. Oh. So he ga- you know he gave him like a pendulum um and uh like this is going to protect you from you know the bad you know spirits Juju. and the devil. Um and the f- Those the funny bad th- vibes, bro. Yeah, and the funny thing is uh you know Jason Miller you know, passed away, uh, kind of, you know, in a sad way. Also, his, the end of his life was pretty sad.
0: Everyone's just uh, sad.
1: Uh, we'll kind of talk sad, about that sad, sad. in the next movie that I picked that I've already told you about. <laughs> um, I don't know if I want to reveal it just yet.
0: No, I'll find out next week, everybody. You'll find out later about that one.
1: Um, but yeah. Uh... So I guess we'll talk a little bit about some of the crazy shit that William Friedkin uh, did during this movie. To a poor child, he's a uh, actually. Linda Blair got the best treatment out of anybody. I hope so. She's twelve. They followed all the rules, um, and they um, they did, They they had rules like during those scenes where she's like swearing she has to say those lines on set. Yeah. Um so Even she's, if they're
0: even if it's not her voice, she still to say it so her mouth looks like she's saying it.
1: Exactly. Um and so when she was uh when she was saying all that, when uh, when William Friedkin was directing her, the way he directed her was like, you know, I'm going to treat her like she was my daughter, basically. And I'm going to Every time she, you know, we we say cut, I'm going to have a prop guy give her a milkshake, you know, for doing a good job.
0: Because she's a little kid. She's 12 years old when you she's You just had to something. go, fuck your mother, cunt, 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 cunt. Yeah.
1: You know, you're going to have to do all this horrible stuff. He said he, like, he, they sort of had, like, this dyma- dynamic where they, they treated it like a game. Like, when she, had, when she had to, like, read, like, the script, you know, to kind of get her... Ready to you know get her in the get role, her, get, her, get her, get into character. Um, she's like, oh, I'm not gonna say this, and he's like, oh, yes, you are, and she's like, oh no, I'm not, and it's like they're you know, kind of like sounds a little
0: a, creepy, but okay. Yeah, a little. bit. I'm not gonna say fuck your mom. Oh yes, you are. <laughs> little vitamin in your pill, your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh,
1: I hope not. <laughs> but no, Linda Blair probably would have said something at this point. I hope. <laughs> Me uh, too, them. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no. Apparently, they had a. They actually had a really good relationship, except. You know, in certain cases where. Um, the scene where she. Is spasming up and down, when the you know the f- doctors the first, come, first in, come in. Yeah. Um. That scene where she's like, It's burning ah! you know, it's really yeah. horrific. Uh she really in, she injured her back during that scene. That looked they, horrible. They had her in this weird like device. Um and it actually gave her like permanent like I'm sure it voice. doesn't look, it didn't look natural. That's the one instance where I'm like
0: uh, ah, you know, is it worth it? um the danger she could have has gone like natural and been more crazy but they want to get that unnatural look that's why like in a modern movie you could do it without that and make it still look real and you're not going to damage the actor with cgi through like a mixture well, of like, with, like puppets ed- cgi editing. and editing yeah just nowadays they just know enough tricks through making the movies of like that Of like how to do it better without damaging the actor.
1: Well, that's yeah, that's one of the things about William Friedkin. Uh, You could ruin the actor, and that's future uh, talent. That's he was a he was a documentary filmmaker uh, before all this. Before he made The French Connection and all that, Mm. Um, so he wanted like his whole thing was like I want everything to be as like real as possible. You know, in The French Connection, during that car chase I told you about. Uh, they had no permits to fucking do that. They just fucking went out in the middle of, like, New York and were, you know, laws be damned, basically. I'm surprised he didn't get arrested <laughs> for it. He could have, like... Gene, Probably know some people Gene Hackman could have been killed and could have killed people. Let's just say that. Yeah. But uh, well, uh, we'll save that for maybe another discussion. Um, but, yeah. So his whole thing was, like, I want everything to be real. So... That sort of put it in his mind where I, you know, even if the actors have to be in extreme pain, sacrificed, or, you know, they. My or, creation's going to be made. Or if I have to sort of torture them in a way. Because <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit of. Here's a funny thing about an incidental scene uh, that you probably don't even remember. You know, when he's listening to the tapes, when uh, Father Karras is listening to the tapes. Yeah. Of uh of Reagan and like they she was speaking backwards, he's and playing play it and forward. Now he's, yeah. So during that scene when the phone rings and he looks really startled, the way that William Friedkin got Jason Miller to be startled was that he took a <laughs> a double barreled shotgun, placed it kind of you know, close to his uh head and shot it. And that's how he got like a really like startled reaction. Um, and apparently he was doing this with everybody. Yeah. I um, mean... He was a maniac. He had guns hidden in like the walls of the set. Just pull them out. Shit. Bam! Max Fonsito and the cinematographer would have a running thing where um, Max Fonsito would walk in... To be ready, you know, getting ready to shoot the scene. You're like, oh, hey, how you doing? And he's like, oh, is there any guns uh, on the set today? He's like, oh, we got a we got a pistol uh, in the wall right there. Uh, Billy's <laughs> got a shotgun uh, hidden under the floorboard. You know, it's <laughs> use. It's, well, I mean, it's he just, seemed
0: passionate about his craft. I mean, absolutely. And and You're going to get really good reactions that way. <laughs>
1: you could not make a movie like this today.
0: But yeah, I think that's one
1: of the really interesting things about this movie. Uh, one of the things that makes me sort of appreciate it. There is a lot of passion and dedication to this.
0: Yeah, you care about a lot more about the background. and the behi- I mean, the behind the scenes mm-hmm. and the making of movies than I do. Uh, Yeah, that's why, like, when you can watch a movie, you'll pick it apart more. I'm just ignoring that stuff because I either don't see it or I just don't care,
1: right? Yeah, we're of completely different worlds. Yeah, you're
0: definitely like I've I think I've said this like almost every podcast, but you're a cinephile. I think that point has been firmly made. Everyone, I want you to know
1: that Lee Um,
0: is a cinephile.
1: And uh, one, you know, one more instance of uh, William Friedkin's sort of assholeishness <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, is the scene with uh, Ellen Burstyn during the horrible scene where um, stabbing. she's stabbing Bikini. her crotch um, when she's uh, when she falls to the floor when she's like pushed like she's slapped. Um, or actually, no, she, she gets her face shoved in her vagina. I know, like, lick it, lick it. That's a That's, pretty fucked up scene. It's really horrific. And her
0: face has, like, fresh, like, cuts from Like the, her Prusa daughter's headaches. vagina blood. Yeah, it's... But s- not, like, period blood, like, stabbed s- vagina. Wounded, horrible. like, ooh, It's horrible. Know, she had the strength to hold her down there, that'd be horrible. It's
1: just horrific.
0: Like, almost raped her mother.
1: Pretty much. Um, but, yeah, when she's falls to the ground... um she was, like, rigged to this, like, sort of device where, like, she would, like, like be pulled. Um, and the first, like, couple times that they did it, she was like, oh, you know, you're you're kind of pulling me a little too hard. I could get hurt. And William Friedkin was like, well, you know, we got to make it look realistic. And he's, and she was like, well, I understand, but I could get hurt. And he's like, ugh, fine. Don't pull her so hard. And she says... <laughs> I watched a documentary about the making of this movie. Of course it is. did. Um, and she says, I felt them exchange a look. And uh, the, the guy who uh, was the sort of special effects technician on set, he said that Billy Friedkin said, give it to her this time. And he was like laughing about it too, which makes it kind of fucked up cuz he's um, probably she be the last too. time she'll do this. The thing was though, Ellen Burstyn was laughing about it too. She's sort of like, "Oh, well, you know,
0: <laughs> I don't want my career ruined."
2: <laughs> <laughs> boys
0: Club.
1: Um, unfortunately. <laughs> but also it's like, you know, time sort of, you know, it's the different movie was, time and culture. You know, the the movie, you know, was a huge success and you know, she yeah,
0: then you can if if it all pays off, then you're like, I guess it was worth it. Yeah. But if the movie fucking failed, then you're just like, you piece of shit, you broke my back for nothing. But, <laughs> but yeah, when uh,
1: they pulled her, yeah, she, she got really hurt. And that scream that she has, that's a real scream of pain. And she was really pissed off at the time that, like, you know, before they, you know, called the ambulance <laughs> for her, you know, they get that sort of, like, shot of her being like, uh... Um, and she was really upset about and that. And no one helped her. She thought
0: it was, like, exploitive, and it
1: kind of is. It is, definitely. Um, That's why you
0: can't do that nowadays. Absolutely not. There'd be padding, the ground would be soft and squishy. Yeah, it's, uh... It'd be CGI'd halfway. You know, it just, like,
1: kind of shows, like, how far he was willing to go.
0: Yeah, he's willing to sacrifice um, the actors.
1: Exactly. Um, he's sort of an interesting choice for this sort of material. And that sort of goes into I want to talk just a little bit about the writer of this movie. Uh William Peter Blatty, who uh Another William. <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, but he wasn't they called William Friedkin Billy. He liked to be called Billy. Um William P- Peter Blatty uh is the writer of the screenplay of the film and he's also the writer of the novel in which this movie is based. Uh. Um this is sort of his passion project. He's sort of an interesting figure in himself and I don't want to talk too much about him because we might talk about him a little later, hint hint. <laughs> um Future movies. Um Yeah, he was uh he was a comedy writer actually before this. Mm. He wrote for the sitcoms, uh like the like the odd couple. Okay. Um he wrote Pink Classics. He wrote a Pink Panther movie, one of the original Pink Panther movies. Jesus. Called A Shot in the Dark. Um and uh he wanted to write something that was a little bit more serious and something that uh
0: Yeah, a little more. <laughs> a little
1: bit more serious, yeah. And seems he kind of like every dark thought poured out into this movie. And he sort of uh went back to sort of his Catholic roots um and remembered the story This is sort of inspired by a real story of a real exorcism that happened in, like, the 40s.
0: Yeah, I remember hearing about that.
1: Um, That's actually a really creepy story in and of itself. Um, I won't get too much into that, but uh, because this podcast has gone, really, for a long time. And there's so much more I want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, he was inspired by a real exorcism... And he was also inspired by the tech, the man who would become the technical advisor of this movie, um, Father Tom Birmingham, uh, who said, like, you know, if you're going to write a story about demons and, like, the true, you know, awesome power of the, the devil and all his evil, you have to do it in a way that's going to be shocking and yeah, it's, it's especially weird. for the time. Yeah, it's weird that a like a priest would sort of like be like, yeah, just you have to go all the way. <laughs> basically. Yeah, because
0: he's he just probably he probably asked him real like, how do you think I could shock the Catholic people? The country was a lot more religious back then.
1: Exactly, and Catholic. They said like this movie was catnip for Catholics back in the day. Uh, yeah, because
0: it's so fucked up, but it's like. Not disproving them or anything, exactly, and you know it sort Shows of makes them, them of a into the light. heroes. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're the ones who fight the demons.
1: Uh, but yeah, he's you know he's sort of uh, an an interesting figure, and th- uh, this version that we watched, it, even though for some reason it's called the extended director's cut, this is not really a director's cut. This is the preferred version of William Peter Blatty. Um this has the preferably because he loves the ending of this movie. Um the ending of the movie of the original version is that Reagan, you know, kisses Father Dyer, um who is a character we might talk about we'll we'll talk about another movie. Um <laughs> Uh, but he—he's uh, a character. who's a friend of Father Karras. He's uh, part of like the social stratosphere, I guess, in this town. He's yeah. at a party—you know—the party, you know, the party uh, that uh, Chris throws early on in the film. Where can pisses at. <laughs> yeah, during that's a pretty fucked up scene.
0: Yeah, you're gonna die up you're there. You're gonna
1: die up there. You know, she's talking about the director. Yeah. Um, that's why, and you know, I didn't want to tell you, even though she's look even though the director wasn't even in that scene. Yeah. Know. So that's what makes it creepy. Um, and uh, what was I... I was talking about William Peter Blatty. <laughs> oh, wow. This is so much...
0: There's so much you want to talk about.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, yeah. But we'll talk a little bit more. Oh, I was talking about Father Di... No, yeah. Anyway.
0: yeah, yeah. You were talking about his character.
1: yeah. Uh, he's sort of uh, an interesting character, and the preferred ending of William yes, Peter yes, B- yes, yes, yes. preferred ending of William Peter Blatty, um, the original. Yeah, I was oh, okay. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. Getting yeah, <laughs> uh, Going back to the original ending. Um, it just sort of ends with Reagan kissing Father Dyer, um, and him walking towards the steps that uh, Jason or. Father cares when he jumps out of the window. He falls down. Really,
0: that's a Terrific. pretty horrible scene. Yeah, and the fact that he's alive and then for yeah. a little bit.
1: Well, there's one. That's one bit of trivia I would want to. I kind of want to say, or I want to tell you about right now. But I don't want to get off my train of thought again. Um, the, uh, the yeah. So the original ending. It's a little bit more downbeat. And William Peter Blatty didn't like this ending because. He thought that oh, audiences are just gonna think that the devil won in the end. There's no like sort of reprieve from all this horribleness. I mean, yeah, the girl you know is alive and well, um, but he
0: killed two priests.
1: But yeah, you know the 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 forces of good were ultimately destroyed. Yeah, uh, in a way. Although you know you had this other priest who seems like a good man. You know, Father Dyer. Yeah, um, you, you barely. But he's not really in the movie that much. Yeah. He becomes a more important character later in another movie. Um and but the ending of this movie has him meeting up with the uh, the detective. Uh detective William Kinderman, who appears later in this film.
0: Also a friend of the Who Bruce. is also a
1: friend of uh Father Karras. Uh they're very good friends. They have this weird sort of uh dynamic where he's like, hey, I'm William Kinderman. Like, they're meeting for the yeah, first time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's just like that traditional, like, 70s, uh, uh detective. Old, yeah, old cop. It's like, oh, that's who's defending us against the serial killers. That's why they ran rampant in those decades. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's actually a
1: better cop than you think. We'll, he, again, he's an important character. We'll later in the movies. Later We'll today. talk about the, the franchise in just a moment. Um, Wrap up this sort of uh, uh, conversational path I'm on right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, he likes this ending because he likes that ending of them becoming friends, continuing that sort of relationship of father and daughter. That, that there's goodness in the world. There's still. still can fight the demons. Yes, there's someone to at least, or at least just there's still hope that like humanity can sort of fight yeah can fight this horrible force yeah um it is still sort of left ambiguous in whether or not like that dean the demon is still out there
0: yeah because the guy was alive for a second but it was like
1: he was gripping his hand was it the um,
0: demon keeping him alive
1: we might find oh you might find out about dun, that dun, 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 dun,
2: dun, in a later dun, film dun, 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 Lee is a
1: potato. uh one more thing that I guess I want to mention before we kind of talk about the franchise itself is like, I I just want to mention the fact that the demon in this movie really is just awful. It really is. It's a demon. It's, I think it's one of the, probably one of the best movie villains in my opinion of all time. It's just this horrible, just evil force of nature. It's It's like an evil thing. There's eh? really not much of an explanation for why, it's doing this to this little girl. Why this little girl? Well, if you kind of,
0: like, know any of the mythology of demons, they are just pure evil. They don't have a reason for why. They just want it They're so not humans. Chaos and death they don't, and destruction. Yeah, they don't. There's no depth. Yeah. You
1: know, there's no depth to, the,
0: they just, to their evil. They're just... They they'll exist. Just do fuck, but there's depths to how far they'll go. Yeah, there's certain de- de- different kinds of demons and classifications, but like, you can't judge them on like, oh, how could you do that? That's un- inhumane. Well, they're not human.
1: Of course not. Yeah, and that's I'm not trying to. I'm just saying it's like this. It really is awful. Like, and not even the, not even just the fact that you know it's just doing this these horrible things to her body. It, it's the stu- It's the fact that. She has to go through all those medical tests and shit, and everyone thinks she's just crazy.
0: I guess, but like I don't. It's not very. You were really affected by those scenes. They didn't affect me that much because I'm just they're just medical tests. I've seen those scenes before. They seem like fucked up and a little like uh, old-fashioned a lot of times. But you were more affected by that in general. And I just I can't see the demon as like I can't see the demon as like the best villain movie villain ever because it's more horrifying when a human does those things to a human because they know better. A demon is just in my eyes. Cause I, a demon's just a demon. They're good. They do that shit. They're, they're evil. Like you don't meet good demons. Yeah. There are no good demons. That's why they're demons.
1: But I'm just saying in like, in terms of just like,
0: e does pure evil in movies. But like I'm saying it doesn't feel as evil when it's coming from the source of evil. It's like, oh, that's expected to be evil. But when it's like, oh, that's a human guy and like, oh, secretly he skins babies and wears them as a coat. uh, That's more fucked up shit. You'll find something in the later movie. (laughs) This whole franchise, stupid franchise.
1: (laughs) Well I guess we should just start talking about the franchise. For five on. minutes, yes. It's been going on for quite a while. So, this franchise has a really weird history. Um, Reboots, comebacks. T- a TV show that lasted like one season. No
0: one even knows about him.
1: Um, And then Exorcist 2.
0: Paranormal like activity kind of replaced Exorcist.
1: In a way, yeah place the saw movies actually for a little bit um well that's another discussion <laughs> jesus um exorcist 2 let's i'll give my brief sort of thoughts about this we won't ever really do an episode about this unless i do my own separate podcast about about bad movies. just like weird movies bad movies or something <coughs> um this is a horrible movie it has nothing to do with the first movie other than the fact that Linda Blair returns. She's in a mental institution and L- Ellen Burstyn's not in it. Max Fonsito appears for like a minute in like a flashback. He's fighting like the demon in like Africa. <laughs> um, another priest is called in to sort of investigate what happened in the first movie, I guess, but really doesn't really have that much to do with it. And all this, like, really bizarre, crazy shit happens. It's not really a possession movie, even. It's more horror. It's. No, it's like this weird, like, fantasy, trippy, surrealist nightmare movie. When did it come out? It came out in 1977. Mm. And guess what? James Earl Jones is in it, who plays Darth Vader. (laughs) Guess what? Star Wars came out in 1977. So he's he's making this to. movie or yeah th- both these movies came out like around the same time. It's so crazy. He was making this movie around the same time he was doing the, voiceover, the well, voice the voice for Vader. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: And you don't know he didn't think no one knew Star Wars would be a big yeah. movie. He dresses
1: up as a locust in that movie mm. and he spits out a tomato that's good. at somebody. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> uh we will never watch that movie. Uh then we have Exorcist 3, which I don't really want to talk that much about. Because least favorite butthole. Exactly. I'll take that butthole in my face oh all god. day. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. That
0: Exorcist butthole.
1: Um Ex I just want to say right now, uh, Exorcist 3 is a wonderful movie and it's a shame that not a lot of people never have even heard of it. it. A lot of people don't even know that the franchise extends that far, but we will talk about that movie Shouldn't. someday. Shouldn't. Maybe sooner than you think.
0: Oh, God, my God, my God. God. Um,
1: anyways, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about that movie. Then we have the interesting case of the Exorcist prequel. Um, You said you've seen this movie, right? Yeah, on TV. You've probably seen... One version of it, because this is the weird thing about that movie. So initially, uh, I I know we're kind of I'm we're running out of time here, and this is going to be a little bit of a, a yarn. Um, but initially, the original director of this film, uh, came out with a version, uh, that or show yeah, he finished a version that he showed to the studio that they hated yeah. uh because they thought it was like really boring or some shit, right? Um then they they brought in another director, director of speed <laughs> yeah. uh, to recut the movie completely. Not only recut, reshoot it. Completely. Oh, and this version was released to the public. Um it had, you know, all new all new scenes and it was supposed to be like faster paced, more exciting. Uh, everyone hated it. It flopped at the box office and the studio was so ashamed by this decision. They were like, "Let's just release the original version that we didn't like." And so there are two different versions of the same oh, they movie. Released it. They released it under a different title.
0: Just but in theaters still?
1: They released it in theaters and passed it off as... Something different? As like a different movie, yeah. This was like in 2004,
0: four five. That's funny.
1: This is, yeah, this is really crazy.
0: And did people like that one?
1: Nope. That movie also flopped, and everyone thought it was a huge mess.
0: Maybe you just don't make any more Exorcist movies.
1: No. and, and there, They made more. But you know what? Recently... They I read something recently? where they were thinking well, about rebooting it. Did they make one, a
0: new one recently, recently?
1: It was a TV show. Oh, yeah. Lasted one season, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but n- I've heard in recent rumors that there might be a reboot in movie form.
0: <sighs> shot for shot remake. Yeah, hell yeah, 4K.
1: We all know how those go. Just ask the director of the Psycho remake. That'd be great. Um but yeah, that's the <laughs> the crazy brief history of the Exorcist franchise.
0: The failed the failed franchise.
1: In a way, yes. There are two good movies in the franchise. Ew. It really shouldn't be a franchise. Although we'll talk about Exorcist 3 we'll one talk day, and about why that, that mo- a later date. and why that movie is so special. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, well,
1: let's wrap this up.
0: Uh, I want to get everyone knows that this movie is a quote, has some oh, yeah. really famous quote. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of them are just like her spewing a bunch of curse words, so it's not really like something I wrote down. But yeah. a couple of them stand out. Uh, this one not out in the beginning. Just take your pills and you'll be all better. And it's like, that's funny. That kind of becomes a mantra of like the '80s parent. And yeah. that's why we are we are where we are now, pretty much. Um, the sow is mine. That's the first time like the demon like is really yeah. getting fucked up. We sl- um, when she when it slaps
1: the doctor in the face.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then, and then it starts showing off her vagi, and it's like Jesus Christ. It's lick me. And the yeah, everyone's just standing there like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's horrific. Um, just horrific. Do you know what your daughter did? Your cunting daughter. Oh, no, you know what she did? Your cunting daughter.
1: Yeah, after uh, the director that uh, the actress is working with gets mysteriously killed, Uh, his head head is found twisted twisted completely around, around. and he was thrown thrown out out of the the window. window. Yep. Um, And, uh, you know, the demon starts talking in his voice to the mother, and uh yeah, he's like
2: yeah,
0: because the demon can mimic any like souls it's taken. And yeah, it's
1: it's fucking with her. That's the other thing It's like the demon's not just fucking with the daughter; it's fucking with
0: everyone. That's what a demon her.
1: do. It's this force of evil.
0: Yeah, and then this to the priest: your mother sucks cocks in hell. That's one of the sucks more famous. Cocks in hell. Yeah, that's yeah, one of the most famous scenes. <laughs> <laughs> like I kept doing the things with the tongue. It was funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, was great. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, I mean, my final thoughts on this movie is I can see why it's a classic. And if I put my seat myself as like a nineteen seventy four, any age nineteen seventy four person, this would have blown my mind. Mm-hmm. This was like. Yeah, I I can't put a, I can't say the same because most movies nowadays are based off of movies from that era, era but, or at least, like, the things they do in it. Um, yeah. But, uh, do I recommend this to anybody? No. Don't watch horror movies. Don't support the genre. Don't support it. Don't support it. Don't support it. God. Don't support it. We'll say that now without- let's ask Lee. Before he says anything that is wrong, what is his personal rating for this movie? I'm <laughs> well, sure we can all kind of guess what it is. I don't feel that way about like, romance movies. I know, but I do feel that way about <laughs> It's so horrible. But I am prejudiced.
1: All right. Well, you might be surprised by my rating a little bit. Um, this is a movie that uh, I've really grown to appreciate over the years. The first time I watched it, I wasn't like super impressed by it. I was actually a little, a little bored by it. It's a very slow-paced the, movie. It
0: is boring. Yeah, it's a very slow-paced
1: movie. It has That's that. That's why sort I'm not. Uh,
0: this movie didn't scare me that much.
1: It has that sort of '70s sort of like. The b- like the Grudge is a scary up. fucking movie. It has that sort of '70s sort of slow-paced like build-up. Like, you know, th- I I f- I like the slow pace because it's sort of you know, builds the suspense and it kind of gets you involved in the situation a little bit more. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit, it was a little bit bored when I first watched it, but I still, like, appreciated it. I appreciated the really creepy moments that were effective, um, and the really great cinematography, um, and the, you know, when I found out, like, what it went behind the making of this movie, um... And the phenomenon that it was, and how people like went crazy, literally, uh, when they, when they watched this movie, um, it, uh, it yeah. I'm just. I think it's one of those movies where I appreciate it. Yeah, you, more than I really. If love a movie it.
0: is kind of like too fast paced, you don't like it because it's harder for you to pay attention to what's going on. It's you hard like for the me slow, to get invested. Yes, because you need the slow because you. You need to be you need to be watching this character for forty five minutes and be like I need to learn everything about. It. But if it's like like we just saw the movie Tenet, yes, and you're it's hard for you to pay attention to that kind of movie because it's kind of just like all over the place and you're like What was that? What's happening over there? Meanwhile, like me and Jeremy are watching it and we're just like, What the fuck? <laughs> and it's just like we're enjoying it more than you because we're not getting taken out of no. it from that fast pacedness I didn't hate that movie. But... No, I'm not even saying you hate it. I'm just saying like. You like really a slow burn more than you like a like a fast paced movie. Yeah, definitely. So I am a bigger action fan than you are. Yes, you like the classics. But like even the classics are not that crazy fast paced. They're not. That's what the, that's why some yeah, people Yeah, that's why don't you like, like them because I think you can pay attention to them better. Yes. A little better. And it just yeah. it helps when everything's a little more slowed down and like not overstimulated. Yeah, yeah, you can't and I think that ties into your ADHD. It's like that happens to a lot I've, because I've seen a lot of like a lot of people. on, on TikTok, getting a little personal. A lot yeah. of people on TikTok. Well, we have said it like 15 podcasts. <laughs> like, uh, It's not like you're retarded. Fucking. Um, Thank, thanks. It's like, oh, he only, he only has one leg <laughs> um, and two testicles on his face. But um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of like people on TikTok that have ADHD and they say it's like, a lot of like movies are hard for them to watch because it's overstimulating. A lot of cla- like movies that are really popular with the nor- mainstream public, 80 AD- people with severe ADHD can't get into it like the Fast and Furious movies because it's like boom music and explosions, yeah. and driving, and you're just like, what's happening? Like, I don't like what happened to that character? And everyone's like, you mean Bob? I mean, he's gone, but, and, <laughs> but I didn't even get to know his name yet.
1: Yeah. Um, I just.
0: So yeah, it's just a little bit of a difference, but I uh, things that I, I it's something that I've started to notice, right? Like with your movie choices, like and especially because we saw Tenet which is like a complete st- yeah. Like By your way, complaints I'm so of the Theaters are stuff. open again, at least yes, in our area. Yes, in this time and era, this time and date, we we have yeah. theaters back, and yeah. it is good to go back, and we'll be going again to see yeah. one soon. Uh, but um, go see, go see Tenet.
1: It's a good movie. Yes. I recommend it. We all that. recommend it. Uh, um, but
0: yeah, so what would, so what would so your right, be the rating? So, I finally gets my
1: rating. Um, honestly, you might be surprised. I'm just going to give it an 8 out of 10.
0: I didn't know a surprise at all. Um, really? I didn't expect a 10. I would have been surprised if you gave it a 10.
1: No, the last few movies I've seen. I, I couldn't you have seen, seen lower than an like 8. 10. I
0: know. I pretty much. I'm kind of, gar- like, the way you're seeing me, I can pretty much kind of guess. I can't guess when it's below an eight, but I know when a movie is going to be at least an eight for you. Right. Like, this movie is definitely an eight for you. I couldn't have seen you giving it, like, a seven or a six. Because you give, anything you give below an eight, you're not a huge fan of.
1: Right, yeah.
0: I can give a movie that I'm not a, that I'm a fan of, like, a seven
1: Yeah, a six. yeah. But No, we'll we'll watch some movies that I um you know like
0: I mean this it ties a little bit into Lee's well, a a snob. little bit of a snob. He's got a little bit a of little a pinky bit. Up, up a little pinky up.
1: A little bit, a little bit when it comes to movies. So I mean
0: he hates movies like Biodome and uh God. Bucky Larson and I and like He'll a, argue, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like stupid movies. Well, if you don't like those don't. Nah, nah. Let me tell you right well, here. Let me those lo- movies. Everybody, are let, me, let me just tell just you right. stupid. Nah, there's don't.
1: nothing. There's I, not even a not, I not I even, even a monochrome of well, cleverness. Your mother's a
0: cunt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> let me channel your movie for a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> your mother's like
1: cocks in hell. Right?
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I I expected that from you. That kind of rating. But mm. everyone. Another one of Lee's podcasts taking us into that hour half territory. Lee, Lee's just got that more in-depth podcast, but How everyone like next week, front whoo, loading. Whoo, 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 oh, no. I think we might reach my first long podcast oh, because no. next week for my oh, first horror movie, because oh. everyone, I'm sure you've guessed, I don't like horror movies. You want to know the horror movies I own? Jason X. That's it.
1: Well, that's a funny movie.
0: Yeah. That's why I own it. Yeah. I don't own any other horror movie. It's (laughs) not in my repertoire. And I own a lot of movies. Um, And I've seen a lot of movies. And I just don't. I don't. I read the wikis of horror movies. But yeah.
1: Yeah, you love doing that. So
0: next week, we're tired. I wanted to take it down a route of like, what would be horror to Lee? Oh, God. Because since I don't have horror movies, I can't show them. I could show them, like, kind of like. Uh, he he suggested Hotel Transylvania. That's a future movie because it's kind of Halloween-esque. But I was like, man, what was something that would be really like – I love how like, you oh, no! Everyone, next week, oh, no. we'll be watching the critically acclaimed
1: – The one and only –
0: Twilight.
1: Oh,
0: I want to hear everyone in the comments, Ugh. all no one that's there. Who are you? Team Edward, Team Jacob. Let's get this going because we're about to hit a, t- a Twilight train. We're about to get that series done. Um, just shout outs, mic drop, everybody. Let's get ready for that Twilightness. That's going to be great. Um, I'm super excited now that we have this horrible movie's over with and I don't have to, to be scared wh- or th- worried about being scared. We can. I can start looking for forward to my week. movie, and oh, I'm, this movie's got... We're, we'll talk about it, but let's just say Lee's got a history about this, and uh, I got a history about it. It's funny. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's kind of like rounding up the podcast, rounding out. Um, if you want to listen... I mean, as always, if you're listening to this, you already found the podcast, but if you want to listen to future podcasts on a different source, know that we... The link is in the bio of our Instagram, but you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, which is recent, uh, Podbean, which is our original OG site. Um, you can find you'll find highlights on our TikTok at "It's Not the Worst Movie Ever," Pod. Um, follow us on Instagram. It's Not the Worst Movie Ever, Pod. Uh, you'll find in, in the link in the bio link to the podcast, link to our personal podcast, personal Instagrams. Follow those to see what other f- projects and other things we're working on. You know, projects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Whatever we're life grateful has in store. This uh, it feels real cool getting up to episode 16. We're going on episode 17. It's crazy. Um, season 1 will be wrapping up in the next like few weeks or so. right row. And uh, we'll see what that means. But that's not going to be until past Halloween, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah if you're listening and you should be listening, but, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, woo. Yeah. We'll threaten you. Watch this podcast. Um, but as always, please leave a review, uh, comment, share the podcast. It, hel- it helps kind of get us out there. That free publicity, that free advertisement, which we need. And we hope you enjoyed this week. I think you did. I think you will. I mean, And uh, we hope you have a great week, and you hope you survive this time and age.
1: Eat more pea soup.
0: Don't do that.